Welcome, welcome. Uh, you are listening to KDRT, Davis's Low Power Community Radio Station, and we're broadcasting to you at 95.7 FM on your radio dial if you live in Davis, <laughs> because our 100 watts, well, you know, it works as hard as it can and gets, gets it out there a ways, but um, you may live in... She's a girl in a dream She sees a four-eyed cartoon monster on the TV screen She takes another puff and says it's a crazy scene That red is green She's a tangerine Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is KDRT 95.7 FM in Davis, California. Uh, and this is another episode of uh, Technicult Radio. And uh, we are going to be coming live at you through the studio from our um, Zoom class. Uh, you know, a lot of students are sort of scattered around Davis, California, and the world. And uh, we are today we have a, uh, an example of an audio mix that we are working on, uh, which is a sort of a uh, kind of a how-to uh, radio mix. And uh, I'm going to go to the class uh, right now, and we're going to kind of popcorn around the class and uh, uh, hear some of these um, pieces that people have done. And I'm going to start off first uh, with, with Joshua. Joshua, are you there? I am. Good morning. Good morning, Davis. How's everyone? Today, I'm going to teach you how to dribble a basketball, do a layup, and hopefully cross over. Finds Rose. Rose trying to get open. Fires away. Bang! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Have you ever been in this position? I'm guessing no. Because you're not Derrick Rose. But in order to become Derrick Rose, you have to understand how to play basketball. So today, I'm going to teach you how to dribble and do a layup all with my voice. Now, first things first, you're going to want to pick a hand. You can choose either your left or your right, but I think those are your only options. Then, in order to dribble the ball, you're going to want to release it from that hand, let gravity take its course, and bounce back into your hand. The real objective here is to put enough force on the ball to have it bounce where and when you want. After some practice, you'll eventually get to learn how to cross over, go through your legs to your opposite hand, and then back again. 
This will help you shed your feathers easily later on. Now here comes the hard part, the layout. After you've mastered the crossbow, you're going to want to make sure that you've got enough space between you and your defender in order for you to get to the rim. Run to the rim while you dribble. Then, get into position with the ball in your dominant hand and try to get the ball to go in. I suggest using the backboard. And well, there you have it. You can now dribble, cross over, and complete the layup. So maybe you could be Derrick Rose. Right at the buzzer! Oh my! He fills up a prayer and it is answered! And Miami wins it 126 to 125! And you know what? I hope you actually learned how to do a crossover. Thank you all for listening. And you know what? I feel like I should pass it over to Stephen Regalia. Stephen, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, aside from the fact that I don't have a process fix ready. So I'm going to pass it over to Aiden. Thank you, Stephen. Very kind of you. Um, Joshua, could you stop sharing your audio, please? Okay, I think there's something wrong with that audio file. Uh, so um, we might need to uh, popcorn to something else. Jing uh, Yi, are you ready? Uh, yes.
Uh, I will popcorn to, um, uh, to Lucky Green. Hello, everyone. Give me one second. I'm going to start it and I'm going to stop it to see if you guys can hear it. One second. Did everyone hear that? One second, sorry about that. I'm gonna popcorn over to uh, uh, Molly. <laughs> okay, uh, good morning. Uh, this is my super basic understanding of how TV works. There's a video of Bjork disassembling a TV set while explaining what television is and warning us to never trust poets. She refers to the circuit board as a miniature city about powerful electrons. And it's hard to watch without feeling some kind of wonder. We burned our eyes out staring at screens over the last year, so now's a chance to shut them off and hear about the processes that make television possible. Television in its simplest terms is radio, but with pictures. Like radio, television sends sound signals through the air with an additional picture signal. These moving images that we end up seeing aren't actually moving. They're still frames shown one after another in such quick succession that they give the appearance of motion, similar to a flipbook. New frames have to be taken at a rate of over 24 times per second to create this illusion. There are three main components to television. The first being the TV camera, which captures picture and sound and transforms it into a signal. Older cameras do this by reproducing images line by line. Imagine slicing a photo into 525 horizontal strips. Light detectors in the camera scan across each strip until it forms a fully copied picture, which is then sent through the air as a video signal, along with its accompanying but separate audio signal. This type of sliced up scanning is called raster scanning. Modern cameras record onto microchips, which directly convert an image's color pattern into digital signals, rather than line-by-line -line scanning. The chips in these cameras usually have 720 or 1080 lines instead of just 525, making pictures much more detailed. TV transmitters are the signal coordinators. Radio waves have to be strong enough to carry TV signals from a station to houses miles away. So transmitters are essentially massive, powerful antennas. But this isn't the only way to receive TV signals. If you have cable, 
signals are sent via underground fiber optic cable, and if you use satellite, the signals have been bounced back from space. The final element is the receiver, the set that caches the signal and turns it into images that you can see and hear. Cathode ray tube TVs are those giant block retro TVs everyone had up until the 90s. These separate the audio and video signals into their respective circuits, shooting an electron beam down a cathode ray tube. Electromagnets steer the electrons line by line across the screen, and when the beam hits colored chemicals called phosphors on the screen, it activates red, green, or blue dots, building up a colorful image. Cathode ray tube TVs are outmoded now, with most people using much more efficient flat screens. LCD TVs, for example, are made up of millions of pixels, consisting of smaller red, green, and blue subpixels that are electronically switched on or off. It doesn't rely on a cathode ray tube or a phosphor screen, so it's much more energy efficient and the display is way slimmer. But whatever you're watching on, happy binging. There's a video. Great. Um, did Lucky wanna go again? Uh, yes, I am right here. Hey, one second, you guys, and now it's not, it's not even playing. So I'm about to popcorn it to someone else, sadly. And how about uh, Vanessa? Okay, um, well, I set up my audio I'll mention the song that I play. Um, it's called Friday Morning by Krungbin. And I'll hit play. So today I'm going to be making iced coffee. I don't have a fancy espresso machine or anything like that, so I'll be using instant coffee. Um, the one that I'm using today is Nescafe Taster's Choice, a light medium house blend. So first we're going to get some fresh water into a small pot. Place it on the stove and while it's heating up, grab the materials that you need. I like to use a mason jar for my coffee. I'll be using a frother. I'll be serving myself a hefty tablespoon of coffee into the mason jar. 
The following steps are very much optional, but what I sometimes like to do is add room temperature water to the coffee itself, and then I microwave it for about 10 seconds or so. This gradually heats up the coffee so that when you pour the hot water into it, it's not a harsh transition that will make the coffee taste bitter. While the water continues to heat up, grab your milk of choice. I like to use oat milk by the brand Planet Oats. Get a creamer, get some flavored syrup, and ice. Before the water boils, take it off the stove and pour some into the mason jar up to about a third of the way. Let it cool a bit and then add four ice cubes into the coffee. And then add milk. Add a splash of creamer. And in a separate narrow cup, Add some oat milk and caramel syrup. Froth it until a nice foam forms. Top your coffee with a foam and add a dash of cinnamon powder. Give it a taste test and see what needs to be adjusted. For my coffee, I had to add a little bit more creamer and some more ice cubes. Thanks for listening. This was how to make an instant iced coffee. Um, I'll popcorn over to Anna Lopez. Thanks for listening. Hi, good morning. Uh, I will play my mix. Good morning, everyone. My name is Anna, and today we shall learn the process of making a turkey lettuce wrap. Now, you want all the ingredients. This includes butter, lettuce, and parchment paper for sure. And then your topping along with the turkey. So mine will be turkey, provolone cheese, tomato, avocado, and some spicy brown mustard to top it off. So what you want to do is make sure you have that parchment paper. I tried doing it without parchment paper once, and let me tell you, it was not a good idea. I should have listened to begin with. Anyways, you want to get a piece of parchment paper, place it on the table, make sure it is long enough to wrap your lettuce, wrap, and so you want to have make sure that your butter lettuce is clean and you need to go and set that on top of the parchment paper. Next, you're going to start with topping off the lettuce. So turkey and then provolone cheese, tomato, avocado, make sure you get that in there, spicy brown mustard to top it all off. Now, what you want to do is move the butter lettuce towards the edge of the parchment paper. Next, you're going to start rolling the lettuce wrap. Make sure that everything inside stays inside. You don't want it to be spilling out all over the place and have the parchment paper get ruined and foggy. So you roll it up, continue to roll it up, make sure it's a little bit tight. 
then you close the ends, keep rolling it like a little burrito, then lettuce wrap it in. Now, depending on how you want to cut, if you want to cut diagonally or across or not even cut at all, you decide. I like it cut across diagonally, so we're just going to go ahead and do that. And you have your turkey lettuce wrap. Enjoy and have a good day. Thank you for listening. And I should, I'm sorry, been kicked out. So let's see, Arasandi, have you gone yet? Oh, yeah, I'll play mine. Yes, thank you. This is actually a recipe that I actually learned for another poor college student just like myself. So. How to make your own pizza gluten-free edition. First, you must gather your ingredients, such as a baking tray, parchment paper, any type of pasta sauce, the different toppings of your trays, whether it be meat or veggies, cheese, and the most important is a giant tortilla, gluten-free for those who cannot eat bread. So as we start, you must make sure to preheat the oven for 350 degrees. Once you have that going, you can start actually cooking your meats and your veggies. Make sure to cook them well, but not, not to overcook them. While you have that cooking, what do you have to do? You actually have to set, uh, lay down some parchment paper over your baking tray. Then add the tortilla on top of it. And this is actually where the fun parts actually starts. You can start adding the pasta sauce of your choice. But make sure to leave at least half an inch of the corners free of any sauce because that will be will get really crispy and you don't want to get your pasta sauce to uh, pass over a tortilla. Once you have that going, make sure to add some cheese, not to over cheese it, but just to add some cheese to help uh, make the toppings actually stick. That's what they're for. Once you once uh, you have the toppings cooked, you can start applying it, spreading it out to make sure that you evenly spread it out the ingredients all over the pizza. And then you can add more cheese. Once you have all that done, you really have your pizza. You can actually start putting it inside the oven and make sure to set a timer for a minimum of seven minutes and make sure to keep an eye on it because it may actually take longer than seven minutes you just have to watch for the edges of the tortilla once they're nice and brown and crispy that's how you will know that your pizza is actually ready to enjoy and once you hear the thing you'll know that enjoy your free pizza and have a good day Thank you. Uh, like to who hasn't gone yet? Uh, Yuri or Michael? Hello, everyone. My name is Michael, and I'm going to be sharing to you my radio mix. Good morning, everybody. I'm Michael Carter, and today I'm going to show you how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, between you and me, I have neither eaten nor made one of these before, and I couldn't really find a recipe for one online, so I'm going to wing it. But everyone says it's easy, so here we go. First, from the name, we know that it involves well, both peanuts and butter. So I just happen to have some nice dry roasted peanuts here, and some nice soft butter. I don't know why people would want to mix peanuts and butter together, but whatever, I guess, you know, it's supposed to be good, but we'll see. Now, I don't want this to be too crunchy, so I'm going to get out my trusty blender here. Hold on a second. 
Okay, I'm gonna put the can of peanuts in the blender. Now make sure you don't actually put the can in the blender, because I have made that mistake before, and it was not pretty. Now add the butter. Okay, now it's time to blend. Everyone cross your fingers. It looks I forgot to put on the lid. Let's try that one more time. How about that? Uh, oh, okay, that looks good. Now, I have some jelly that I just happen to have in my cupboard. Let's see. I'll just take off the lid here and... Uh, I can't get the lid off. Maybe if I try a little bit harder. Okay, um, today we're going to be making a peanut butter sandwich. So, for bread, let's do something fancy. Um, the other day, I was in the store and happened to find this fancy apricot and parmesan batard with jalapeno peppers. Let's unwrap this. And... Oh, um, that smells in interesting. Um, we'll just pop those in the toaster for a second. And uh, in a little bit, we'll uh, be ready to go. Now, while we're waiting, um, how about... Oh, let's get a nice plate for presentation. That sounds nice. Oh, here's one. Now, we need a knife to spread the butter. When it comes to spreading things, I always like to pick the biggest and sharpest knife that I have, to be honest with you. And the reason for that is... Uh, do you smell something burning? Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's loud. All right. Uh, well, this is probably done. Um, all right. Uh, let's spread the peanut butter mixture on one slice of the toast. Um, cover with the other side of the toast, and then you can take your large knife and cut the sandwich in half. Okay. Let's plate that. And there you have it. A um, sort of peanut butter sandwich. All right, thank you everyone for listening to my presentation. Let's toss it over to Victor. Hey everyone, today I will be showing you how to make a quick and easy breakfast that is calorie dense for those who are following a surplus diet. Though I don't have a name for this type of breakfast, let's just call it an ultimate bagel. The ingredients you will need is a bagel, three sausages, two slices of bacon, two eggs, and lastly, cream cheese. First, wash your hands. Then grab your meats and heat up the pan to a medium heat. Drizzle a little bit of olive oil or any type of oil. Once the pan has reached its desired temperature, place the two strips of bacon once the first side is nice and cooked, flip it over. While the second side is cooking, place the three sausages onto the pan and keep an eye on them making sure that they're constantly rotated. After a minute or two, the bacon should be cooked. After rotating the sausages for 5-8 to eight minutes, take it out of the pan and onto the plate. We're halfway there. Crack the two eggs in a bowl and add a pinch of salt or however you prefer them seasoned and beat them for 30 seconds to a minute. Using the same pan, the previous 
take out the previous oil and replace it with a new one or add butter if you like. Pour the beaten eggs on the pan and keep flipping and turning until it turns into a fluffy, fluff, fluffy consistency. After one and a half to two minutes, take it out of the pan and place it next to the bacon and sausage. Grab your bagels and place them in the toaster for 10 minutes on a low to medium temperature. Once they are done, grab your cream cheese and spread it on both parts of the bagel. Lastly, place the ingredients all together and voila, you have an ultimate bagel sandwich. Enjoy! I think that's going to be back to lucky. Third time's charm, man, man. I can go. Hi, everyone. My name's Jackie, and I will teach you how to not have a mental breakdown that lingers for more than a day. The first step is planning a day ahead. Today may be lost, but tomorrow isn't. Set yourself up for success and plan on having a good tomorrow. You can either run some errands, go for a walk, or just relax. In this scenario, we will be going for a walk. Once tomorrow's plan is ready, make sure you go to sleep no later than 10 p.m. Before you go to sleep, set up an alarm for the time you would like to wake up. So put your phone away and take out that book you have yet to finish reading. As you turn the pages of the book, your eyes begin to shut and you fall asleep. Melatonin who? And now, today is yesterday's tomorrow, and you've been woken up by your 7 a.m. alarm. You're well rested and can finally listen to the morning conversations your neighboring birds are having. A morning walk is first on the list, so you make your bed, get ready, and head on out. Not only are you passing by mentally stable dogs, but you're getting vitamin D from the sun and reducing your stress through the movement of your steps. Once you're back home, you make yourself some breakfast, the one that tends to take a bit longer, but tastes the best. You've now eaten and have time to do something that relaxes you and keeps you entertained. So now you have a mind that is well-rested, nurtured, and loved. Your belly is full and you've shown yourself that you're capable of caring for yourself even when there is chaos around you or on your mind. The last step of this process is being proud of your resilient night and your determined morning. You've stopped the chaos in your mind from shaping your morning, so as you give yourself a round of applause, you are now ready to take the bull by the horn. Thank you, and I would like for Natalia to go next. Today, I'm going to show you how to simply print a document straight from your Google Docs. So first, you're going to want to open up your Google Docs account. 
type that out real quick. Click on that. Alright, and then you are going to want to open up the document that you would like to print. Open that up. Head to the top left corner right under file. You're going to want to go down all the way to the bottom of the print option. Hit print. It's going to prompt it to open up a preview. You're going to go to file print once more. Make sure that the printer is the one that you would like to print from. Hit print. You send that to your printer and then you are going to have your document all printed out. And there you have it. You have your document all printed out and ready to turn in. All right, that was it. Thank you. I don't know if anyone else has not gone. I know Aiden wanted to try again, though, so I'll popcorn over to him. Is there someone else that can go work for me? Yeah, I can go. Okay, thank you, Yomri. Today, I'm going to talk about how to make chocolate chip cookies. First, we heat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. In a small bowl, combine flour, baking soda, and salt, and set aside. In a large bowl, beat softened butter and sugar with an electric mixer on medium speed. Or mix with a spoon about one minute or until fluffy, occasionally scraping the sides of the bowl. Next step, add it until smooth. Fold in flour until dough is firm. Then stir in the chocolate chips and melt. Greased baking sheet, use a round spoon to separate the dough two inches apart. As a final step, place the cookies in the oven and bake for 8 to 10 minutes or until light brown. Let the cookies cool for 2 minutes, then remove from the baking sheet to cooling rack to cool completely. After about 30 minutes, the cookies are ready. Finally, I would like to share a little trick. Brown sugar can make chocolate cookies, while white sugar can make cookies soft. So if we want to make more chewy and delicious cookies, we should use more brown sugar instead of white sugar. And thank you for listening.
I can go again. Hi, my name is Aiden Brady, and I'm going to explain the process of packing a parachute. So the first thing you do is lay out your rig on the ground. Then you're going to stretch the parachute lines and back out, backpack all out. And then once it's all stretched out, you're going to make sure that the lines aren't tangled. Then you're going to run your fingers through the nylon that connects your backpack to your parachute. Then you're going to grab the parachute canopy and shake it all out. You want to make sure that there's no debris in your parachute. Then you're going to make sure your parachute isn't all crumpled up by neatly fluffing each section out so that you will be able to fold it nicely. Once it is nice and neat and flaked out, you start folding it. You start the fold by wrapping it like a taco with the ends. You wrap the edges of it tight and then set it on the ground. You then kneel on your taco so that it, is, it doesn't unfold and fold it smaller and smaller. Once it is small enough to fit in the deployment case, you squeeze it in there. After you stuff it in the deployment case, you wrap rubber bands around the case so that the parachute stays inside of it. You fold the lines connected to the backpack into the rubber bands. Once it's all set up, you set your case with the lines attached into the backpack and seal it all up. You still can't hear. Sorry, guys. It doesn't like it's working. Yeah. Can I go next? Hello, my name is Hyung Jin Kim. Today, I'm going to teach you how to make Korean ramen. Let's start! Bring the ramen in the drawer. Bring the suitable size pot from another drawer. Put the right amount of water in the pot. Place a pot of water in a gas top and turn on the heat. Open the refrigerator and take out minced garlic, green onions, and eggs. Open the minced garlic bottle and mix it with water.
cut green onions into small circles. Before opening the ramen bag, cut the ramen into half pieces and take out the soup and flakes. When the water starts to boil, add soup and flakes. Wait until the water boils again. Add noodles. Add eggs and green onions. Now you all set. Enjoy the meal. Hello, my name is Hyunjin. I believe that might be all. You're listening to KDRT 95.7 FM in Davis, California. Uh, that was uh, sort of an exercise uh, trying to come up with what's called a process mix. Uh, we're going to go to a little music here in a second. And then we'll be right back with... Uh, other parts of the class. She's a girl in a dream She's a four-eyed cartoon monster on the TV screen She takes another puff and says it's a crazy scene That red is green She's a tangerine I'm too high, too high But left the ground Oh, oh, oh. 
But what I'd like to know is could a place like this exist so Okay, we're back in the studio, and we're going to go back to our class, and I'm going to kick this over to Joshua, who's going to play some music and pass it around to the, the class. Go ahead, Joshua. Hello, Davis. Jumopel Joshua. And this is Le Vion Rose by Audrey Hepburn. Des mots d'amour, des mots de tous les jours, et ça me fait quelque chose. Il est entré dans mon cœur une part de bonheur. Why are you looking at me that way? All night long, I've had the most terrible impulse to do something. Oh, I never resist an impulse, Sabrina. Especially if it's terrible. I'm going to do it. There. What's that for? We can't have you walking up and down the Champs-Élysées looking like a tourist undertaker. And another thing, never a briefcase in Paris and never an umbrella. There's a law. I suppose so. Suppose you sing that song again. Slowly. Il me prend dans ses bras et me parle tout bas. Je vois la vie en rose. Il me dit des mots d'amour. And that was. Le Vion Rose by Audrey Hepburn. I'm going to pass it over to Stephen Regalia. Take it away, Stephen. Thank you, Joshua. And I'm going to play a little bit of the song first and see if it works. So I will go to share screen. Could you hear that? Okay. This song is One Rainy Wish by Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. 
Brewing is underwritten by Berryessa Brewing Company, offering a rotating lineup of fresh handcrafted beers, live music, and food trucks. Open Thursday through Sundays and located at 27260 Highway 128 Winners. Information at BerryessaBrewingCo.com. Two, three, four.